Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 199 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in St. Louis. And I'm Tom Mile here in Dallas. In our last episode, we had an actual debate about the best ways to teach tech to lawyers. Tom, of course, declared victory in the debate, but has since realized upon further reflection that I, in fact, won the debate. This is our 199th episode, and as we prepare for a big 200th show, we thought it might be good just to reflect on the history of the podcast as a way to introduce new listeners to the podcast and to remind longtime listeners about what we've done over the years. Tom, what's all on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we will indeed be doing some navel-gazing and self-reflection as we reflect on the first 198 episodes of this podcast, I guess, plus the unnumbered first six episodes that um, I can really barely remember. In our second segment, we'll turn the microphone on Dennis as he talks about uh, an interesting conference that he just attended. And as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can start to use the second that this podcast is over. But first up, let's take a look back on uh, the history of the Kennedy Mile Report podcast. No, we're not going anywhere. And uh, yes, we're the kind of podcast hosts who like to revisit things. Um, I have to say it's, it's hard to believe, one, that we're almost at 200 podcasts, and two, that it, frankly, <laughs> took as long as it has to get to 200. Um, but in looking back, I think we both have to acknowledge that... Uh, We've both really changed, I think, quite a bit in what we've done, what we're doing now. Um, some things about the podcast have changed, but a lot of things have stayed the same. Um, Dennis, do you really think that we need to reintroduce ourselves to the audience? You know, Tom, I was thinking about that because uh, we we started the podcast and we just kind of jump in, you know, so that if you're a new listener, you go, Dennis is in St. Louis, Tom is in Dallas, but who the heck are Tom and Dennis? And so I I, I think that you're right, sort of the, the work that we've both done, some of the things, projects we've been involved with have changed. And, and I think that we think that we're kind of experts on legal technology, but I, I think for a new listener... There, there is a question of, of who the who the heck are we? So, Tom, let me just uh, turn the tables on on you and let you introduce or reintroduce yourself first, and then I'll jump in. Sure. So, uh, my uh, roots in legal technology went to my firm uh, here in Dallas, Coles and Thompson, where I worked for 18 years as a litigator. I spent probably the last eight or nine years of my time there, maybe 10 years, uh, spending about half my time as the litigation technology support coordinator for the firm, and uh, having a great time with that. I uh, since that time went on to work uh, as a consultant for an e-discovery company, and now I am an information governance consultant, working with corporations on. Uh, on, on, on records management and information governance and litigation readiness. Uh, in terms of legal technology, even though I may not work in the legal 
the strictly legal sphere anymore. I am still write a lot of books. Uh, Dennis and I are hopefully getting ready to release the second edition of the Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies. Uh, and I've got three books out on the iPad. Uh, so I've been uh, heavily involved with uh, the uh, ABA's Law Practice Division, uh, with ABA Tech Show, with the Legal Technology Resource Center. And so I, uh, I stay pretty heavily involved in the field of legal technology, even though that's not where my work takes me. Um, so that's a short, short-ish bio of me. Dennis, uh, how about you? Well, I, I, so as, as people may know, or may or may not know, I'm a, a senior counsel at, uh, at MasterCard for our digital payments and labs group, and I, I cover MasterCard Labs, which is where we do R&D innovation and the newest technology. So I'm a technology lawyer by, by trade. Um, and then I've written on legal technology for, for more than 20 years. Uh, I was one of the original lawyers with the website, one of the original uh, law bloggers, although as you were, Tom, you were uh, even before, before I was on blogging, and, and that's how we met. Uh, we had one of the early uh, legal podcasts as, as well, uh, Tom, so we've I, I've been ar around uh, the area of, of technology. I, it's gratifying, and people have uh, really liked the articles I've done, the speaking I've done, and and the other things, content I've created ar around technology. So I, I don't know whether I published. I haven't counted in a long time. I, I gotta believe I'm close to. Uh, you know, a thousand articles on on technology topics, if you count republications, uh, especially. But uh, so I've been doing this for a long time, and and this just became a, a great outlet for Tom. The thing both of that uh, both of us like, which is uh, thinking about technology and, and teaching uh, technology to the to the legal profession. Um, but. Time I went back and I, I looked for the actual date of the start of the the podcast. Uh, let's test your memory. When do you? What year do you think that was? The actual start of the podcast, or do you mean the genesis of when we did the why we did the podcast? Well, they, they I think it was the same year. Okay, so I went back and did research too. So it's not that you're testing my memory, um, I, I, but let's make sure that we're both right on that. I mean, we we spoke on podcasting at ABA Tech Show 2006. Yes, yes, and indeed. and 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 when we gave that session, we actually called podcasting. TiVo for your radio, which I think is hilarious because I don't think anybody says that these days. Um, and I, I have to say, I still think for lawyers, we were too soon back then talking about podcasts. And the reason what, that I think that is that uh, that our good friend Adam Cameras here from Legal Talk Network and I did a session just last year at Tech Show on podcasting. And in some ways, it was like lawyers were learning about that for the first time um, since, you know, I think that's because podcasting's kind of gone through a renaissance over the past few years. I, we've mentioned that a couple of times on the show, but um, I, I think... I, I I don't like to use the word trailblazers, but I mean we really were talking about podcasting when nobody else was. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting too when you when you talk about uh, the TiVo reference that we made. Now a lot of people say that podcasts are radio on demand, and I wonder how soon it will be before that's considered a very quaint um, and perhaps uh, not too understandable reference for for people. But yeah, I mean, I we we got asked to do that podcast, and and uh, it was sort of like a how to podcast topic, and we realized that. Uh, to have any credibility at all, we needed to do our own podcast, and so that's what we did. And we did, we did it uh, by hand. Uh, we figured out how to to do all of that, and then we tried to come up with the, an idea f- for the show. And, and I think our original goal, Tom, was that was we we were just talking about how we were always answering other people's questions and writing articles and stuff. And we never had the chance to talk about tech among, uh, you know, between the two of us. Uh, so that the podcast could be a way that would give us on a regular basis the chance about to talk about new technologies that were, were interesting to us. And it wasn't any more complicated than that, you know, knowing that we want to do a podcast and that we had something we felt we could talk about um, on a regular basis. I don't know if we ever thought we had 200 more or less different topics to talk about over the years, but it, it turns out that we have. Well, you know, it's funny how time does things to the memory because my recollection is not that we didn't have these conversations, but we actually were having the conversations and we were thinking to ourselves, why why don't we share these conversations with other people? I mean, we were a little... I, I, if that feels a little bit uh, presumptuous to do something like that, but that was my recollection of why we did it. It said we were having some good conversations about this stuff. Why not? Why not turn it into a podcast and talk about it? Because we we um, little did we know then, as we do now, that we just basically agree with each other on almost everything, and uh, and and so that's kind of how it's uh, how, the, the the theme that we've developed over the years. I guess much to much to. Um, our chagrin that uh, that we can't develop more of a uh, a rivalry uh, and we have to manufacture them in order to uh, to to drive the ratings up or drive the drama on the podcast. You know, what's what's funny though is that people think we agree all the time and we do on the podcast, but uh if they heard us uh talk about things and even in the pre-show they would realize that we actually don't agree all the time. Which on is everything. good that which is good that we don't record the pre-show. <laughs> frankly, I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure we'd have any listeners left if we had if the pre-show was ever let out to anybody. So. Yeah, we'd probably be concerned about the the libel and slander laws anyway if uh, if they recorded the pre-show. So, uh, well, um, speaking speaking of miserable experiences, um, let's talk about the first couple of episodes that we did. I mean, I guess you'd call them the basement episodes. The basement tapes of the podcast i barely remember those episodes at all dennis do you remember doing those i remember those and i sometimes call them the lost episodes too but the uh because we did lose them at one point and i don't even know if i still have them do you have i have i I have them because we figured out somehow figure out a way to to find them i think you found some backup copies uh somewhere so I've I've saved them, so we, I do have I do have the whole first six, and I remember them more because we recorded them, and then I edited them, and so there was uh, so that was a lot a lot of work, and one of the one of the actual episodes was a recording of that tech show. Uh, 
uh, session that we did on podcasting. So those those are around. I don't know that we. I mean, they're interesting. We just never kind of put them back up on the internet because, really, for us, the podcast began when we had the incredible opportunity to to uh, be picked up by the Legal Talk Network to do our podcast, which meant that time we just became the talent. And so like all the hard work of editing and, you know, all those sorts of things were taken over by uh, legal talk network. And, and so when people ask like, what's the best thing you can do when starting a podcast, I'm like, hey, get picked up by, uh, you know, a company that will do all the production. Well, you know, that's the, that's the shame of it because, because the, when I think back on those episodes that we tried to produce, the worst part of it was, I think, doing our own work. And, and you generally are not somebody to complain about anything, but I'm pretty sure that that was not your favorite work to do in editing those 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 podcasts. Now, granted, I think the technology was um, not quite as good as it is today, so it was probably a little bit more time consuming, a little bit harder than it might be uh, to do it today. But still, uh, I what what I what I'm conflicted about here is is that uh, is that you know I don't want to we we give advice on starting your own podcast and we say just go out and start doing it and how easy it is and get some get some Audacity software and get a, a microphone and you can start doing it and then we turn right around and say. That really the only way to have a successful podcast is to get picked up by uh, by an organization like the Legal Talk Network, which to a certain extent is true. So that's why I'm conflicted when we talk about this, because as great an experience as, as it's been, um, not everybody not everybody can have a host for the for the podcast. So I I feel I feel a little guilty about that. Well, and I think I did the production side, and you figured out how to put it up on to to Libsyn, Libsyn, and to, Libsyn, and to get it, and to get it onto iTunes and stuff like that, which I never learned to do. But so, but I do think you can. I learned a few things, and I kind of it is so kind time consuming was the problem. But I kind of like doing the audio audio editing, but it just took a lot of time. And a lot of people will tell me now that you can you can hire like a a student. Uh, or a professional audio producer to, to do it. And it's really simple work for them because they're used to mixing music and stuff like that. So just doing, uh, you know, two people talking on audio. Oh, is, yeah, just go on to Upwork or one of those is, freelance sites on the website. It's pretty inexpensive. Yeah, so it's so it's easy and, and not, you know, doesn't doesn't cost that much. So, Tom, I, I guess that what some people don't realize is that when we first started out on Legal Talk Network, there were actually three people uh, in the booth, so to speak, and uh, our friend Adriana Linares. And, and so it, there's a, a mini controversy, bet- usually uh, between just the three of us. But let's let's uh, set the record straight here, Tom, that uh, uh, Adriana just left the podcast to go on to do her own thing and get her own podcast. I mean, that's just the flat-out answer to what happened there. But so uh, Adriana was on, what, a, f- a few shows with us, and then we decided that um she wanted to she wanted to do her own thing it was actually it's kind of logistically difficult to do it with three people um when you're when you don't have a video connection so that was so it, then it became uh Tom and me and with very few exceptions that's the way it's been for uh, 200 episodes yeah i miss a, i miss having Adrian on the show but i will say that um 
she's really a natural with her, her new solo podcast, which is also on the Legal Talk Network. She um, she does a great job there interviewing uh, solos and learning about the types of tools they use to start their practice. And so uh, I think that uh, I- in the end, it worked out well for everybody concerned. And then we, uh, when we talked about the, doing the podcast, we had two two podcasts that we both really liked that we wanted to use as like our inspiration and and the model for our podcast. Now one was ESPN's "Pardon the Interruption," and the other was uh, Slate's "Political Gap Fest," which. Uh, Sometimes, and we've done tributes, especially to to PTI. But um, really, when you look to wait, see the way the shows evolved, it's it's really hard to find either of those podcasts in inside of what we're doing now. But uh, those were the original inspirations. Well, you know, I think we, we, we like like the Slate Political Gap Fest, which is still one of my favorite podcasts. Um, we do. Um, divided up into sections. We do have, instead of cocktail chatter, we have parting shots. So I think that the format is there. But but I will say, what I miss, what I, what I don't think we have as well, if I could change something about how we do the podcast, and I'm going to be really frank about this and kind of air it out in the open here. So everybody, you, you guys are all, everybody's getting an exclusive. Um, I, I wish our podcast could be more like a conversation like the Slate Political Gadfest. Some Sometimes I feel like you you say what you need to say and then I say what I need to say and then we let the other person say what he needs to say and back and forth and and I I, I want to interrupt you more and I want you to interrupt me more and I want to make it like we're two people talking and and I've been thinking about why that is and I'm wondering whether it's because we talk to each other over Skype we can't see each other we can't see facial expressions we're not seeing how each person is reacting to the other person's stuff and so you know I'm gonna make a suggestion here and say that maybe we start doing more video podcasting or face-to-face podcasting to see if that changes because I, I, some of the successful podcasts that I hear these days are the ones where they're people that are actually having a feel like they're having a real conversation rather than they're not saying here's what I have to say and what do you think and what do you think and I'd, 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 I'd rather kind of make it more back and forth. Yeah, I, I, so I, I have the same observation and I, I've been thinking along the, the same lines but uh, uh, I, I think one is that we're both kind of polite in the way that uh, that we speak with each other and then well it's it's the end of that we, we need to <laughs> and then the other thing the other thing that uh I, I was thinking of is i'm not sure that i'm prepared for video to see you rolling your eyes and and uh, you know and and like w- surfing the internet while i'm talking so uh so so we we do have that i i think the other goal we always had time that i i think we've been really good at is that we always wanted to go to the leading edge on tech topics so we we wanted to to to, and and partially because we wanted to talk about things that were really interesting to us so i i think one thing i've been proud of is how uh, a lot of times, I feel like we're some of the first people uh, in podcasting talking about a lot of topics. So uh, it's interesting to see some of the, the there are topics now that people are kind of just starting to talk about that we talked about years ago on the podcast. So that's I, I think that what we've done in the X A segment, as we call it, is, has always been really good. Well, and it's not just leading edge topics. It's almost like to some some of the topics, it's like breaking news. You know, even though our podcast comes out 
every two weeks or so, we, we try to cover new developments that are important as soon as we can. It's not that we're just covering, you know, artificial intelligence or blockchain or things like that earlier than some other people are talking about them. You know, whether it's a new crop of phones or tablets or a new security problem lawyers need to know about, I really like how we get to cover those current topics sooner than I think they're getting covered. I mean, they're, they're covered out in the, for, for lawyers, they might not be covered uh, as fast out in, in, in the, in the regular media and, as anywhere else on the podcast. And I like that. And frankly, I think, Dennis, you ought to be pleased on the A-topics. I pretty much leave that A-topic up to you. And I would say about eight of every 10 podcast topics are from are from Dennis. Um, I'm I'm happy to go along with most of the topics, uh, except the ones that I really don't know anything about, um, which happens a lot more often than I am, would like to admit. Uh, but uh, I think that it's all credit to you because I think we we usually get some really nice, thought provoking, interesting topics to uh, to talk about. And then let's go to the problem child of the of the podcast, which is the the B segment. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how many different things we've we've tried on the B segment. And the bottom line is that we always wanted the B segment to be listener questions. And we've always, we've come up with like a zillion different ways to try to do that, it's felt like. And now I think we had the best idea ever, which is this uh, voicemail that people can call in with questions that we're all but begging you to to use. And so that listener question thing uh, is, a, is a really important uh, idea that we want to to carry forward and something we've always tried to do. So whenever we get a question, we do try to fold it into the, the B topic. But we've tried to do a number of things. And I got to tell you, Tom, my favorite B segment ever was, I don't know whether there's like a half a dozen of these and I don't even know how you how you find which ones they were, but we did this thing where somebody had said that that Tom was too mild mannered, and Tom would always be talking to me about how upset he was with like some tech one tech thing or another. So we decided to do this B segment that was Tom's rant, and Tom would just get this topic and just go wild on it, and that was my favorite thing. I don't know how many of those we did, Tom. It seems like maybe like half a dozen, but uh, those were the days. I. I have to say that was probably my favorite B segment as well, and and I, you know, the interesting thing is, uh, I think we could still probably sustain a B segment with my rants if we wanted to do that. I, I, as I'm getting older, I find my patience with technology being tested more frequently, which I think is always a great source of amusement to me and uh, and I guess to my friends. So uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun because it let me uh, express things that um, I probably couldn't express in other places. So I I. I I hear you about the challenge of the B the B segment, and uh, and I look forward to our listeners rescuing us from that challenge by sending us some great content to talk about. And that's at seven two zero four four one six eight two zero, if I if I recall correctly. But I know that you will give people more information later. And the one thing I've said since the begin, I would say since the beginning, is that uh, people really like the parting shots, and those are just those are fun to do. And uh, although I, I think Tom, we we both maybe me more so than you, we have this notion that it's going to be this like thirty to forty five second you know, quick tip or, <laughs> or link to something that sometimes 
turns into a, a 10 minute segment but that's the idea there but i i we just gotten i've gotten a ton of comments of people say like it was great i you know i'm trying this thing since you guys mentioned it on the podcast so uh, uh and that and that i think appeals time to our no uh, what we like to do is like when we find useful things um we like to share those things that's what we do with our blogs and that's a lot about what the podcast is is about and so i think the parting shots really really fit fit what we like to do well well if i can be selfish i actually like the parting shots most because no matter what you make me talk about in the a or the b segments i can always talk about something that's fun or interesting to me in the parting shot so uh, i'm always having a good time then i think that hearing from our listeners it makes it all worthwhile i mean at the, the conference i'll talk about in the next segment i had a couple of people come up and say that they had been listening to to recent episodes and they they really like the podcast so that's that's really great um i you know because sometimes you sort of feel the time that we're sitting here on two microphones talking and nobody you never know who's listening but it's it's really been interesting to me the um sometimes surprising people who say that they're they're listeners to the show so i want to give uh, give a big thank you to them and then tom let's go to what what i think is uh probably like our biggest ongoing thing and i think it's been going on for years and that's what i call the never-ending battle to get dennis to try interviewing guests do you want to talk about that well no it's to it's the never-ending battle to get dennis to continue interviewing guests because we've had guests on the show before we've had a couple where we've interviewed them and i think they've gone well we've liked them we've had good conversations and then we kind of just slip back and do our regular thing but um i mean let's face it having guests would be a lot easier on us wouldn't it instead of having to do the preparation it takes uh, for us to appear knowledgeable on these subjects uh, all we need to do is come up with some good questions for someone who really is an expert on the topic so i'm just saying give us a break every now and again and let let us have some guests on the show. Yeah, and I just kind of I'm looking at the clock, saying it's 10:52 p.m. on a Monday night, and, and saying that you know we have to. <laughs> You're right. Well, it's true. It's, it's true that it's true that having no guests gives us the freedom to record the podcast when we want, and there's no there's no substitute for that. But um, you know, I it's it, it it's all in the it's all in the nature of keeping this podcast fresh and different and interesting, and the occasional guest I think would certainly do that. So I, I just wanted to, to wrap up. I want to say, Tom, this is I, I think the podcast has been way more fun than we ever expected. And um, and I also think it contains some of our best work and ideas for both of us. I mean, I think that we wish we wrote more on our blogs and stuff. But the fact is that a lot of the things that we would have written on our blogs and in articles and stuff we've done on the podcast. And I think the way that by bouncing ideas off of each other, I think we've um, really come up with some some great ideas and thought through a lot of things that I you know I couldn't have done on my own. So. Uh, I just really feel, and I always say this to people, I think the podcast contains some of my best work. Well, I, th I think so, too. I think we've both um, talked about a lot of great things. Um, I, uh, I, I I would say that there's also been a lot of things that uh, that fortunately the audience doesn't get to hear. Um, you know, if they could hear our outtakes, if they could hear our pre-show conversations, I think they'd hear a very different show. And and frankly, I think probably we shouldn't talk a lot about this because our great legal talk network staff actually does have access to our outtakes. Um, 
not a lot of them are interesting, but I still don't want to see a blooper reel make it out there anytime soon. But uh, maybe maybe that's uh, maybe that's a good segue to say uh, you know how much we how much we love our our family and friends at the Legal Talk Network uh, for making us look and sound good uh, and uh, and always having our back and supporting us uh, as we do this. We have a lot of fun doing this, and we're glad that they give us the outlet to do it. Yeah, and I also think being part of the the uh, Legal Talk Network team because there's other great hosts doing uh, really great podcasts who are friends of ours and it's just an honor to be part of the group. So Tom, I want to talk about the what we'd like to do for the 200th show. So I think for the 100th show we did just a, a, one of our mock-ups of the pardon the interruption approach and we could do that, but what we really, 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 really want to do is to have an all-audience question show. And so we have this call-in number, 720-441-6820, or you can send us by email or LinkedIn or any way you can get a hold of us, questions for us. Anything goes. Anything is fair game, and we'd like to build a show around that. So if the 200th episode uh is like a, a a version of the pardon the interruption podcast you'll know that we didn't get enough questions and we, we so <laughs> we don't want to be disappointed you don't want to be disappointed so if you've ever had a question for us whether you want to stump us or you just have something you'd like to hear about or you just want to get our take on on some new topic just uh, just send it in because that's that's the 200 show that that we'd uh, most want to do Yep, ditto on that. Please get your questions in. We look forward to seeing what happens in the next couple of weeks. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsor. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy. And I'm Tom Mile. We're switching the order this week because Dennis wanted to talk about the recent Summit on Legal Innovation and Disruption, that's SOLID, conference that he just attended. Uh, we discussed conferences on the last podcast, and uh, Dennis really loved the SOLID format. And uh, frankly, after talking to him uh, before the podcast, he's in, as enthused as I've ever heard him after a conference. So, Dennis, uh, we spent probably more time talking about our 199 podcast. So let me say in five minutes or less tell us about solid so solid was put together by my friend uh david cowan in new york city and his excellent excellent team and it was a small conference of between 100 and 150 people invitation only kind of conference and it was done as uh uh both as a a structured conference for one day, and uh, but in, in an interesting way, and then as kind of an unconference in the on the second day. So the first day was was done in sort of there were four segments, uh, four different subject matter areas, four speakers doing about seven minute TED talk type presentations, and you were at a table. Uh, 
and uh, the table discussed uh, their reactions um, in a in a somewhat structured way to to those TED talks as inspiration, um, and then they uh, report on the highlights to of their conversations at this table to the whole group, and then we went on to the next segment, and there were there was a keynote to. Uh, to put, you know, to pull ideas to get together at the beginning, and uh, and we went through that, and then the next day we had a tech showcase of uh, which was, uh, and so there was a lot of focus on AI, new technologies, new business models, how talent had to change, what you needed to do to go from becoming obsolete in your job to relevant in your job to indispensable in your job as technology and the profession uh, and, and the deliver of, delivery of legal services change. So the next day we uh, uh, had this really cool thing with the, so there was a lot of technology sponsors in the, in the AI area, uh, but some other areas as well. And they each did about a three minute interview talking about uh, a little bit about what, what their project or what their product was, but, but sort of, what what need it solved and 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 gave you some really it was an interesting approach to to learning about a new product. So I actually felt I learned in three minutes uh, quite a bit about some of these products and it got me interested in them. Then um, the best part, the sort of uh, the unconference part, which was to say we gathered ideas, posted notes on the board of uh, what people wanted to do. Um, those were kind of collated and aggregated, and then people could sit at the table with the topic that was most interesting to them. And then that group would decide what they wanted to do between now and the end of the year as a project together on on that particular topic. So let's wait. Let me so and let me interrupt you for a minute and just ask this question. So when you say between now and the end of the year, so up until now, what you've been describing sounds. Um, you know, maybe lots of interesting topics, but in a lot of ways, not terribly different from past conferences or past unconferences. So it looks like, though, there's homework. There's more stuff to be done, which is really what distinguishes this from other conferences, right? Yeah, so I, I think I might have said it on the podcast when we were talking about conferences, but I now want to go to conferences where... I, you make me work, where I get to work on something, where I get to meet more people. So I would say that at this conference, the percentage of attendees that I met and had conversations with was extraordinarily high. Um, so that was great. And then I was part of a group of, I think it's like eight or nine people. We're going to do a project. It's going to involve innovation. It's going to involve an uh, and, and, and interconnection between law schools, uh, law firms and corporate legal departments um, in an innovative way that if you uh, take a look on September 28th, there's a, a legal uh, tech meetup in Chicago where there's going to be discussion of what uh, with more details of the actual project. And I'm actually very excited about it because I, I think it's something in and, and the group that I'm involved with. Uh, is really interesting, and so uh, so you'll hear more about that as as we develop that. And there's probably a good six or eight other groups, maybe more than that, that are, are going to do some different things. And, and so it's exciting because it's not that you just talked about it, but we have the opportunity to go on and do something. 
and with the idea that it will be a deliverable and it's all it's designed to say like well we have all these smart people in a room let's figure out what we can do together and so that's the aspect of the conference um, that I liked I mean there was a there were amazing speakers people I wanted to hear for a long time people I've wanted to meet for a long time and then demos of some uh, especially in the machine learning AI area that were really uh, fascinating to me. So, uh, you know, my hat's off to Dave Cowan, who I consider a, a, a good friend at this point. I've known him for many years, but it's like one of those ideas that he said it could have crashed and burned and nobody's quite sure what was going to happen. But, uh, you know, when you get, it's, it's the thing where you feel like, man, the right people were in the right place at the right time. And uh, there's just like great energy coming out of it. So Tom, I wish, I actually wish you would have been there. Um, but, uh, um, very fun. And, uh, it's got me enthused about conferences in a new way that, uh, you're going to have to do some work on uh, tech show, t uh, 2018 to get me to the same kind of fever pitch. All right. In 90 days, I'm checking back on our B segment, uh, to figure out the progress of, uh, of the work. Okay, cool. So now it's time for our parting shots, that one tip website or observation you can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. So in honor of looking back on our previous podcast, I'm actually going to look back and give a second recommendation for something I've done as a parting shot before, and that is um, the television show Halt and Catch Fire on AMC. They're in their final season. Um, they um, It was interesting when they first started out. I thought it was a well-done show um, with showing how um, organizations were getting started really at the beginning of of the computer era, uh, Silicon Valley starting up, but 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 people just regular people in garages all over the country just starting to do things. Um, it's really gotten interesting this year, where where sort of the competitors, the main characters are, uh, are are setting themselves up, where one of them is developing a a web index that looks a whole lot like Yahoo, and the other one's develop preferring to go about it uh, as a search engine, more like Google, and um, it's just fascinating to watch all of the thinking and the the venture capital and all the ways that they're going through it it's um it's really a very entertaining and well acted uh well produced show halt and catch fire um it's uh it's on amc now but you can uh, i think get it somewhere on netflix or hulu or something like that as well so time my question is i've heard in a number of places to to not watch season one and to start with season two are you of that same belief I th well, so yes and no. I, I, I don't think you learn the characters as well if you miss season one. So that's my only reason. I think that from a plot standpoint, um, it feels a little slower. It kind of takes off after that. But um, you really need to learn the characters. So I say, I say dig in and, and enjoy the whole thing. Okay. So my parting shot is a, is a book. Um, and it's called Visual Intelligence. It's by uh, Amy Herman. Um, and it's about uh, her approach of using art and artworks as a way to teach people to see and observe in better ways and and to start to see things clearly. And I, I read the book and it uh, absolutely fascinated me. And then at the salad conference, I was at dinner and lo and behold, Amy Herman was sitting at my table and she gave a talk with an example of how she does things. It was almost the perfect 
way to, uh, you know, to introduce the conference as a way to, to look at things in, in fresh ways. So, uh, Tom, you'll appreciate it. I did like the total fanboy meeting author thing of when uh, she finished her presentation and came back to the table. But uh, I, I just truly enjoyed that book. And I think I'm now I'm going to go back to it again. But I just want to recommend it as a parting shot. All right, and that wraps it up for this 199th edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode at tkmreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, in the Apple Podcast app, or on the Legal Talk Network site, where you can find archives of all of our previous podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at tkmreport at gmail.com or send us a tweet. Uh, actually, visit us on LinkedIn. We both have profiles there, and we love to hear from you there. Once again, I will repeat the number. The number for voicemail questions is 720-441-6820. That's 720-441-6820. We're relying on your questions for our next episode, so don't let us down. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. If you like what you heard today, Please rate us in Apple Podcasts, and then we'll see you next time for another episode of the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.